Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have, as I said every week, a great week. But this week is a different story. This week we get a playoff game, Walt. We get Tennessee and Georgia. Holy shit, this is going to be a good week. Like big game to decide the playoffs, Woj. I hope, I hope that these two teams are not both in the playoffs. I hope that this game can settle enough for the playoff committee to finally, finally get different conferences involved in the playoffs. Hey, we're watching Tennessee Georgia play this week. We're going to know who's the better of the two teams this week. I'm well, I get it. I'm looking far ahead, but I just want to put it out there. Hey, no need for both these teams to be in the playoffs. If it comes to it, Woj. Yeah. Uh, and I, well, I'll talk more on that later once we get to the rankings about my thoughts on that. But uh, you also have on the other side of the SEC, Alabama LSU going at it, which is a, a big game for Alabama, uh, believe it or not, because if they don't win that, LSU has a good chance to uh, basically make it to that playoff game in the SEC or the championship game in the SEC. So uh, big games all around wall. Yeah, I, I hope Bama wins that one. I don't want to see LSU in the championship boat. It just they don't deserve it this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, moving to some housekeeping here for the DraftKings League. We had Walrus 67 dominate in a win with 195.56. Uh, Cruz came in second with 175.22 and Story in third. Uh, he followed the rundown suggestion last week and took the three-headed monster and the running backs that we talked about, which was Brown, Ibrahim, and Miller, which was together a 21,100 proposal. Uh, got him 94.8 points for 222 points per dollar spent, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I did that as well. So did J.M. Doof and a couple others had uh, a lot, I think, almost everybody had Sanders, which was awesome. And a couple people mixed in either Brown or Ibrahim. So uh, awesome to him. I also took Knowles from Kansas state, which we talked about on the podcast last week that got him 202 per point. He was the cheap uh, wide receiver. He was only 4,500. That was just a good solid pick with Kansas state uh, putting up 48 to nothing on Oklahoma State. Uh, also went with the single QB strategy. Uh, same thing I did, only his QB ended up working out a lot better than mine did. Uh, I think he ended up having uh, Jefferson from Arkansas uh, put up some good numbers. Leaders for the average placement, because we are now in the eighth week, uh, Walrus and JM Dufer tied at 3.1. And myself and Story are tied in third with 3.75 best eight week points total uh we got walrus with 1262 doof with 1242 and myself with 1176 uh this week we'll have the DraftKings 14 game slate looking forward to it we kicked some ass last week on the podcast and in the league we had lots of high scores so uh let's keep it going let's kick out some of our bad rounds ball Let's do it. Hey, well, you owe somebody something. Mr. Walrus 67 has earned his prize, Woj, but I believe you yeah. failed because he won last year too. And we, we do have to put a limit on it one a year. Otherwise people like Walrus, they're going to put us out of business, Woj, with their skills. But <laughs> I think we need to make sure he gets his koozie for winning the yes. rundown. Woj. Yeah, we got to get his koozie. I know we got his address last year, but if you could send us your address, uh, probably the easiest way would just be uh, – uh, on Twitter, if you can, if 
you don't want to do it on Twitter, we can find a different way. But uh, if you just want to message us on Twitter um, and get us your address, uh, we'll be able to get that out to you and uh, get you your koozie so you can celebrate some more college football wins with the koozie. Heck yeah, direct message. You don't have to, you don't have to put it out there publicly or just send it to Wall, W-A-H-L at WCFB.com. I will get it taken care of because Mr. Woj, the man who runs this tournament, cannot, and we owe you a koozie, sir. You have been putting us to the floor, wiping the floor with us, more common saying, so we're going to get you your koozie, bud. All right, let's move on to some of the games from last week. Penn State really felt like the Halloween, in the Halloween mood, they put a scare on Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> Ohio State does win 44 to 31, but they had to score 28 points in the fourth quarter to do so. Well, and I just for the record, I have no control over what that man says on our podcast. I like it though. Woj, it gave me a little chuckle. 13 to 14, Woj. Does that number ring any bells for you in that game? 13 to 14. 13 that was to f- the first half score. Woj. Yeah, yeah. Who was winning that first half? Penn State. Penn State was winning that first half of football. They were beating, in many people's eyes, the number one team in the nation. If you're looking at the people who have money, who have to put money up against this, they think Ohio State is the best team in the nation right now. Nonetheless, top five team, Penn State was beating them for a full half of football. Woj, I didn't get to catch the whole game. I didn't catch a lot of it, to be honest with you. I did catch, though, in the fourth quarter there. There was around nine minutes left. Penn State was driving, right? They scored. They were up 21 to 16. I had to go do some other stuff, unfortunately. I saw the final score then thereafter, 44 to 31, as you mentioned. What the hell, Woj? What the I, hell? I mean, Ohio State did Ohio State things, and they, they were up against it. And they, uh, I, I don't know. Penn State just collapsed defensively. Secondary collapsed defensively. Uh, so, yeah, no good there in the in the fourth. 28 points to give up in the fourth quarter. Come on, Penn State. You hadn't given up that all game in, in the last nine minutes nonetheless, Wall. Yeah, and I didn't get to watch the full replay, obviously. I read all the box scores, read all the recaps I could, and I watched the highlights. It seemed like Mr. Clifford himself, who's a man I would have never guessed this to be the case, but had a fumble there. I don't know if it was in the midst of passing, which would be my guess because yes, a playmaker yeah. like him, an MVP like him, usually does not make a mistake like that at the end of the game. But that seems like what it turned the tide. If you were watching the game, that's kind of where the momentum turned. And I correct in reading that? Yes, I would agree, 100%. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that happened. But anyways, Ohio State came away with the win, baby. They covered, too, because of that late heroics, no? They did. They did, they did for sure. Uh, I don't want to talk about betting last week, though. I did good, but I, uh, I don't ever do parlays, and I did a parlay, and I missed it because Oklahoma State decided to put up a goose egg. So, let's just talk about that one. Kansas State wins 48 to nothing against Oklahoma State. And I get it. Spencer Sanders got hurt, but he was in there for half the game and he couldn't do anything either. What did Kansas State all of a sudden get this brand new defense that we've never heard of? Well, yeah, I don't know what was up with that game. Which that was by far, I mean, far and away the most surprising game on the slate from last week. And it's not just me. If you look at the spreads, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was the most, you know, far off spread of any of them, but this is kind of like a chance. Woj. This is not something that they play this game again, you know, a hundred times. I doubt that's the score with this game. Yeah. And it just, I didn't watch it, but I, I looked at the score. I'm, I hit every single one of my other parlays and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, well, I think the over under was 54. I had the over in the game 
And if I saw it at 48, I didn't see the, what the score was. So I assumed both teams had scored. And I think there was still a little bit of time left. I'm like, oh, I got this in the bag. And I look at the box score at the end. It was 48 to nothing. I'm like, what the hell happened to Oklahoma State? But uh, that that's, that is what it is, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but Tennessee also put a beat down on Kentucky. Well, uh, we know, I know I was watching that game and the Georgia game pretty closely, 44 to six. Um, Kentucky didn't score outside the first quarter, which was crazy. And the, the Tennessee defense, which again, we didn't think much of at the beginning of the season held Kentucky to only 205 total points on offense or total yards on offense. Well, I have to apologize. I don't know if you hear a phone rank, probably Mr. Story calling me to say, Hey, I need some good picks trying to get my picks. Tennessee, Kentucky, <laughs> Woj, let me tell you, I, I don't know about that one. I know that Rodriguez is the man and he didn't have a horrible game. I don't know if you saw the box score on that. But if you look at it, all their running backs, Woj, Rodriguez, Wright, McLean, Beckwith, they all averaged over four yards a run. I mean, that's, that's, that's not that bad. And they're all getting touches, you know, Levis that three interceptions. Oh man. Was that what lost the game? Woj? Was that what oh, lost the game? Um, well, I think there was more to do it than that, but yes, I mean, you can't throw <laughs> three interceptions and beat Tennessee because uh, they're just going to score on those turnovers. No, and, and we're going to talk about their game later, hopefully, Woj. Hopefully, we can get into that one. One thing I want to bring up, I'm not going to go any farther right now because hopefully we can talk about it with the game coming up this week, but Tennessee was at home for that game, Woj. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point and a good thing to keep in mind for later. Uh, North <laughs> Carolina also takes down Pitwall, and we'll get into North Carolina's game for this week coming up, but they, they beat them 42-24, to 24, a Pitt team that has held a lot of other teams closer. Uh, so four zero in the ACC and, and looking good to play in the championship game on their side of the bracket wall. Uh, what are you going to tell me next, Woj? We're going to highlight how the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins. I mean, what do you tell me? They beat a crap team. You know, I, I have no respect <laughs> for Pitt. Well, you you know that, but I know. Jokes aside, jokes aside, they are a good football team. I'll give you that. North Carolina, though, beginning of the season, I told you, everybody was down on them. What was the reason? Do you remember? I, I hate putting you on the spot. Actually, I love it, Woj, but well, what mean, was I the reason why I like North Carolina? The reason you like him, I'm not sure. The reason most people didn't like him is because they lose their all their their all star quarterback in the but first round of the NFL draft. Who do they keep, man? Who did I name my dog after? Woj? They well, kept Mr. Mac Brown. Mr. Mac Brown, Josh Downs. I mean, <laughs> Drake Mayers is looking that, pretty good for that, another quarterback. I'm just saying, Mac Brown, you got a coach like that. Never count a football team out. Drake May, five touchdown passes, incredible performance against that Pitt team. You know, this was similar to that Ohio State game, which North Carolina was actually down, and they came back. They were down as much as 10 in this game. I mean, Pitt was beating them. It was looking like that Pitt was the, the favorite at one point in the game. So we'll see. North Carolina, they got a bit of a backloaded schedule. Only that Notre Dame game so far. Some people might say, hey, they played Miami. I say only that Notre Dame game so far. We all know the respect I have for that Miami football team. But they got Virginia coming up, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, a little bit of a bye there. And then they got NC State, which will be a tough one for them to close out the season. No Clemson for North Carolina. So ACC shots, you know, they got a shot at it, Woj. They do. They do. Uh, and we'll get right into, well, I guess before we get into this week's games, let's talk about the, the playoff rankings came out this week. So let's just kind of talk a little bit about it. Well, I'll start 
naming them off. If you have anything to say or you feel like anything's out of place here, you just let me know. But <laughs> well, I, I always agree 100% completely with these rankings. <laughs> yeah. You kidding me? Tennessee's number nope, one. No, this is wrong, Will. Oh, this okay. is incredibly <laughs> awful. How do you <laughs> <laughs> We made it halfway through number one. Give me some credit. Tennessee should not be number one in the nation. This is absolute trash. I get it. They beat Georgia. Put them up there. Right now, Georgia is the number one team in the nation. They won the national championship last year. They have not lost a football game. They have the best defense in the nation. This is absolute trash. Again, I get it. I know it means nothing. You know, we're, we're, we still got a lot of weeks left, but hey, do your job right. Okay. All right. Well, so there's already a problem with number two, Ohio State, because they're uh, ahead of Georgia. But do you think they should be number two and not Tennessee then? I don't care. You, you can flip two and three. In my opinion, I would put Ohio State at two or three. This is what I don't like about the AP poll. They had Georgia one, which I obviously I like. And then they, they moved Tennessee up last week. Tennessee, a team that lost to a now unranked or that beat a now unranked Kentucky at home. You know, Ohio State went to Penn State, beat Penn State, a now ranked number 16 team. And that's the week you choose to jump Tennessee over Ohio State. I don't get that in the AP polls anyways. But Two, three, I don't care. You know, I don't really care about that as much, Woach. Yeah, uh, another game or another section here I don't agree with, but number four, Clemson. Well, what are your thoughts there? It's, I mean, again, Woj, it's not where I would put them. I'm not as vehement against that as obviously when they screwed up the Tennessee at one. So they're fine there. They haven't lost a football game. They still got a lot of football to play over there in the ACC. So they might drop one. But for now, you know what? I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I'm th- I again, I guess I don't have a problem with it either. There's still games to play, but I think Michigan has earned that spot at least to be number four right now. Um, they do have to play Ohio State, so that's kind of the the easy kick in or kick out for the playoff committee, but we'll see what goes on from there. And then further on, we have Alabama at six, TCU at seven, Oregon at eight, USC at nine, and LSU at ten. Uh, well, Alabama, fine. TCU, yeah. Oregon, yeah. USC, absolutely not. They should not be in the top 10. LSU, absolutely not. Why is LSU ahead of Ole Miss right now? I understand the one reason why, right? Because LSU beat them. But you got two losses and you're in the top 10. I just, those two throw me off. USC, no. LSU, no. That should not be the way it is. All right. All right. Uh, further on down the lines, you have, let's talk about the green wave. Tulane, 19. It's probably the the biggest non-normal team in the top 25, but the Green Wave are, are ranked 19 at 7-1. to one. Uh, They have a big game uh, this weekend, uh, which we'll talk to uh, talk about just a little bit here. But uh, other than that, I, I think the other side of the Big Ten, uh, you have Illinois uh, is 16. Uh, I do want to talk about the TCU a little bit at 7, being undefeated and behind the Alabama Crimson Tide. I don't know how they're going to play this out towards the playoffs, but you hinted to it already, the Alabama-LSU game. I hope there's not two SEC teams in this year, especially with Alabama losing that game. And if Georgia does go on to beat Tennessee this weekend, that even puts a bigger damper on that loss that Alabama had to Tennessee. I get it. It was at Tennessee, but... Uh, if Georgia were to beat Alabama in the, in the SEC championship game or, or LSU, I, there definitely should only be one team in, from the SEC going. And I think, I think this year might be the year if TC can continue to go undefeated that TCU and the big 12 get represented in the, uh, in the championship game or in the, in the playoffs. Well, 
Yeah, and I, I, I don't mind Alabama at 7-1, number 6, TCU, 8-0. They're a good football team. People like to put them down, but this year they're good, better than I thought they would be for sure. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Alabama's playing TCU. Am I making TCU the favorite in that football game? Am I putting my money where my mouth is if I'm saying that? Absolutely not. I'm I'm betting Bama hard every time in that circumstance, even money. So I don't mind that six, seven. I like what you said. I think if Georgia does win out, they beat Tennessee, they beat Bama. I think we're going to keep two SEC teams out of the playoffs this year, which would be a great thing uh, for college football, especially. So an undefeated TCU in that search situation, they do get in. I, I don't see them not getting in. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to this week's games. We got number 17, North Carolina at Virginia, 11 a.m. on the ACC network. Uh, a little bit of a trap game here, huh, Well, well it, it could be. I mean, but you got to remember the game we just came off of, too, right? Virginia went in that four overtime loss to Miami. Which, I mean, you come off of a game like that, woof, your hopes are up. I mean, you, you get let down a little bit in a game like that. No, Woj. I mean, I know you've never played college football, but I would assume you think the same, right? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Yes, <laughs> I did not play college football, but I played it on the Xbox, but that's about it. Yeah, but uh, you weren't as good as me. So oh, there you okay. go. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well, when the new one comes out, we'll we'll revisit this. But yeah, I mean, this game is is one of those that I don't really understand how the line is being made here at almost a 60 over under. I mean, you're talking about a North Carolina team that is been explosive scoring 41.8 points per game. Then you have a Virginia team that is scoring 16.9 points per game. So in there, in the odds makers are expecting Virginia to score 26 and North Carolina to score 33 and a half. Uh, again, a plays allowed to the other team. Virginia's at 71.3. So that plays in North Carolina. Virginia's plays per game are below 70, so that obviously plays against them. I don't know. I, I feel like this one's even lopsided. I know it's at Virginia, but I, I feel like North Carolina can blow this out of the water if, if the odds makers really think this is going to get into more of a shootout scenario. I, I, don't, I don't see how Virginia stays close in that situation. Armstrong and their offense just don't have the firepower. Well, you, you, were, you named off those numbers there. You listed off those numbers, I should say. I had in my notes, actually, 41.8 points per game is that what you had for north carolina also yeah 41.8 and then you said virginia's too which i didn't have in my notes but it really threw me off it seemed like a high number what did you have it at 17 16.9 yeah that that one throws me off because virginia has they have not been scoring i don't have that and i'm going to trust your number that's right but it it sounds weird to me because they haven't been scoring much right They, they that's been their downfall this year they they haven't been able to find a way to score they lost to miami which the end of regulation there was zero touchdowns scored by either team. Yeah. It was, you know, what the score was at the end of regulation. <laughs> was a, I mean, that was a shit show. I mean, was, I, people made fun of Iowa. The score at the end of regulation was six, six. <laughs> and then I, I hear every week, these people talking about how great Miami of Florida is like, and then I hear people talking how awful Iowa is. I, I mean, something's got to get score was six to six at the end of regulation. <laughs> yeah. well, they went into four overtimes that drop pass and late in the third quarter by Mish. That was really, you know, Virginia's only chance or yeah, Virginia's only chance to score in that game and just didn't, you know, come to fruition. And this is, you know, Virginia is trying to score against Miami. And this is a Miami D that gave up 31 to middle Tennessee, Woj. So I I don't know, Virginia, it threw me off when you said that 17 points, just it's, it seemed actually, it might surprise you, but it seemed high to me. So I I mean, North Carolina, yeah, they're going to score a 
points in a football game. We talked about May, the quarterback. You know, he's coming to town. He's bringing 2,671 yards passing with him, Woj. And I'm sure you probably looked at this in the stat line. His golden ratio, 29 to 3. Come on now, 29 touchdowns, three interceptions? Yeah, no, he's he's the real deal. Uh, they definitely found a backup there for Sam Howell. In uh, as far as DraftKings goes, don't be afraid to take May. I know a lot of people look at the, the sheet, and my, even myself, you're looking at the, the passing yards allowed and the touchdowns allowed by Virginia in the air, but uh, I think North Carolina is just too oppressive for this to be close in my mind. I think North Carolina is going to get to that 33-ish, maybe 40 number. Uh, which that which they're posting up there. So uh, I wouldn't be afraid to go with May. He's not. He's like the fifth most expensive quarterback, only at 82, and he has the ability to score just as much as what Bo Nix has been doing. I think you're you're looking at like your top three is like Bo Nix, C.J. Stroud, excuse me, and uh, and and Drake May as as your one two three punch as far as points scored for this weekend. Well. What are you, you pulling a Sarkeesian over there? What? Yeah, yeah, having a, sorry having a few drinks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to have a beer. But, uh, well, I, got my, I got my tea, Woj. I'm it, good to go. It, but uh, Another one, no, a quick one here. Uh, wide receiver cheaper. He's only 6000 AJ Green, he's probably more than I would have liked to pay for that quarter. I mean, obviously, he's not down, uh, which is their number one wide receiver. But at 6000 Green is actually pretty decent. He's actually had a better fantasy point per game than downs overall. So not a terrible pickup at 6,000. I would have liked them a little cheaper, but uh, overall, I, I think that's a really good, decent option there. Uh, if, especially if you take may, because he's cheaper, you can get a, you can get a stack for pretty cheap there. Well, yeah, I, I think you're right. Which I think North Carolina is going to score some points. Why not for DraftKings, a daily fantasy site, take, you know, team that's going to score some points. Simple yeah, math. For sure. For sure. Um, another quarterback I just want to hit on for DraftKings. Well, let me know if you've ever heard of this name, Michael Pratt. I have or, actually. Well, yeah. yeah he, okay. Yeah. Is he's the green wave quarterback? He's a Tulane quarterback, cheaper option at quarterback. Uh, Tulsa has been playing better pasty. This is that they're playing Tulsa. They've been playing better pasty than the run. But the thing about it is Prattkin is, is he's been scoring on the ground. He's got five TDs in seven games on the ground, uh, 12 TDs in the air uh, in those seven games. So definitely a, a decent option uh, for someone that's only 6,300. We just talked about uh, May being 82. If if you want to load in on some wide receivers this week, which the wide receiver pool is expensive, uh, you, uh, Michael Pratt is a decent option here, uh, especially if he can get in on the ground. Uh, definitely want some action in on this game, and we'll talk about his running back as well uh, if you don't want to go with Pratt uh, as another option. But we're going to move on to the big game of the week, Wall. That's the number one Tennessee Vols for at the number three Georgia Bulldogs at 2.30 p.m. CBS, Wall. Hey, Tennessee plus eight, Woj, over under of 66 Georgia minus 285, and that's on DraftKings, I'm quoting. Look at where you're betting. Sportsbettingintel.com is a great resource, our partner. But look at where you're betting for this game on the money line because they are all over the boards. I'm taking Georgia, so you can tell I'm taking the best line on Georgia, which is minus 285 right now on DraftKings. Can Georgia stop Tennessee? 
Yes. They can. Here we they go. can. It's going to be a slower game for Tennessee than it has before. I already bet this game at 11 and a half before the games last week. DraftKings had it at 11 and a half. Now I jumped on it. And it's now down to eight. But I still think Tennessee at eight is very competitive. I think Tennessee can win this game. I'm going to definitely put some money on the money line because I'm getting it at a good rate still. Uh, Nolan Smith, the top pass rusher for Georgia, is out of the game. So with that player being out of the game, you're already going to have to put a spy. We've talked about this multiple times this this podcast with Hennon Hooker being the mobile as he is. Georgia's going to have a tougher time. They are going to stop him. Tennessee's not going to convert as many third downs as they have in the past because this is a different team, different caliber defense. But when you look at the numbers, man, this, as far as rankings in NCAA football, I don't have them up on here right now, but uh, quarterback percentage, uh, passing touchdowns, things like that. They're both, they go back top five for each, each team on both offensive categories and defensive categories in the past. So this is going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be a clash of Titans. Uh, to me, this is a playoff game. This is a game I wouldn't mind seeing in the playoffs. Tennessee, Alabama, not that interested. But this game where you have the one of the, the well, the highest powered offense in college football playing the highest powered defense in college football is sign me up every day. But the thing that worries me here is Tennessee hasn't really had that many big struggles versus lower teams. Sure, the Florida game may have been a struggle for Tennessee at the Swamp. But Georgia has struggled against Kent State and Missouri, teams that they shouldn't struggle against. Can their offense be able to score and keep up with Tennessee? Even because their defense, sure, is going to stop them, but they're not going to be able to stop the entire game ball. Well, let me tell you what. I, I think one question that we need to answer, too, is, you know, can Tennessee play on the road, right? Can Hendon Hooker go on the road and play football. They've won some big games at home against some big teams. You know, the road games though, they squeak by pit, a pit team mode. They squeak by them. I did the forget about that one. That is true. Yep. Then they obviously beat LSU on the road. That was a big one. They crushed LSU. But if you go back and watch that football game, I was watching it. I lost a lot of money on that one, but if you watch it, the opening kickoff, right? LSU fumbles it. Tennessee comes down, gets a touchdown right away. That really turned the game. Had that not happened, I don't know that that score is that lopsided. You know, you go back to last year, you know, they did not do well on the road. So I'm wondering how well this Tennessee football team can do on the road. I like the Georgia defense. You did mention how Georgia defense is going to give them a test. I think the key with this football game is that that Georgia defense is deep. It's not as deep as last year. I'm not saying that. But still, as far as the rest of the teams in the FBS, well, college football in general, they have one of the deepest defenses. Tennessee does that pass, go fast, pass, go fast type thing. Tires out those Ds. Well, Georgia can summon guys. They can get fresh legs out there. you know. And then the problem, we always talk about it, I especially do, when an offense does that, it hurts a team's defense. So in this case, Tennessee is hurting their defense by not giving them a lot of rest on the sidelines. Combined with that Georgia rushing attack, Man, I think in answer to your question, Georgia's offense is going to be able to get it done against this Tennessee football team. You mentioned how they look the same on stats. 
Georgia offensive yards, number two in the nation. Tennessee, number one. Georgia defensive yards, number four in the nation. Tennessee, number 81 in the nation, Woj. Can you believe that? Would you have guessed that off the top of your head? Yeah, I wouldn't have. I did look at the numbers earlier today, and that did catch my eye. Yeah, so it's, it again, it's that Georgia D is going to have to keep up with that Tennessee offense. I, and here's the thing, Wall, another thing. The, the over-under in this game is 66. I think if you're going to bet the over on this game, I think you're betting for Tennessee to at least cover that eight-point spread. I think you're betting for it to go to overtime. So I think if it does get that high, then I think Tennessee is going to be in this game. So that's that's not a bad – for the people that like parlays out there, I think if you're going to bet the over, I think you bet Tennessee on the money line. Or not yeah, the money might- line. Excuse me, not the money line. I bet You bet Tennessee on the spread. You might have some uh- – parlay restrictions or they'll be reducing the bet size, but yes, you know, yeah. that, that makes sense. That makes sense to me, which I mean, if, if anybody can guess, they, they already know my money is already on Georgia on the money line. Specifically, I haven't hit that minus eight yet. If it stays there, I definitely will. I'm hoping it gets to a minus seven, get some of that dumb public money in there, bring it down. I really like the Georgia minus four and a half first half, but you know, just put my money where my mouth is. We're talking about, you know, it's such an evenly matched, two teams on paper. And as I just mentioned, defensive yards, Georgia, number four, Tennessee, number 81. It, it's, it's really a no brainer where you bet in this one. And you, you're talking about a Tennessee team that's sandwiched between Tulsa and Colorado state in best defense. I mean, it's ridiculous. Give me Georgia. <laughs> all right. All right. Moving on. We got number 24, Texas at number 13, Kansas state wall, Kansas state after the doing that 48 to nothing on Oklahoma state. Can they, uh, can they keep it up against Texas? Hey, Texas minus two and a half. The books makes bookmakers say nope, they cannot. Over under a 54 and a half. Kansas State plus 120. You're not getting a ton of money if you bet you Kansas State. Yeah, I actually honestly like Kansas State. I, I love Texas. I love betting Texas. I love Ewers. I love uh Bijan. But man, let me tell you. Adrian Martinez is rejuvenated going to Kansas state. I know you're not a big fan of his uh, and at Nebraska, I, I would agree with you, but now that he's at Kansas state, the turnovers have slowed down. He has played much better football uh, at Kansas state. So I, I give me Kansas state on this one. Well, 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 it just might surprise you or throw you for a loop a little bit last game. Texas lost Oklahoma State. The last game they played, 41-34. to Now, that game was on the road. The last game that Kansas State played, they, they beat that same team, Oklahoma State, 48 to nothing, which you've referenced a few times now. How can that happen? Well, Texas had a bye week last week. And that's a big thing about this game, which Texas has had a week to prepare now. You mentioned I'm not a big fan of Adrian Martinez. Yes, I was not a big fan of his at Nebraska. I have said since this season started and I watch him play over there at Kansas State, I think he's a very good quarterback. Will Howard, who came in to replace him though last game, Woj, he did pretty well. I mean, they won the game. He had just about 300 yards, four touchdowns. So even whether Martinez plays or not, it's still a good quarterback there for Kansas State. You know, 11th in the nation in rushing, 11th in defensive points. A team like that, you would think, oh, well, Wall, they're ha- he's hammering them. I don't know, man, because we got that Ewers character that you talked about. I think he's going to be, at one point, the best quarterback in college football. He's not there yet, but he's new, Woj. You got to remember the first road game that he's actually played just happened, right? 
that was the game they lost to Oklahoma State. So now he's got that one under his belt. They're going to go in there to Kansas State. I'd watch out for that Ewers-Robinson, you know, combo. I'm not saying anything bad about Card, but, you know, other than that game against Oklahoma State, when Ewers has been playing quarterback, QB1 for Texas, they've been doing pretty well. I think they can compete with any team in the nation. We saw that when they played Alabama. So I kind of like Texas in this one. I'll probably take them on the money line, and I'll probably take them minus two and a half going into Kansas State. Okay. I, I, I respect it. I still like the Kansas State, though. Uh, I do hope that Ewers does bounce back from that Oklahoma State game. He did throw three three interceptions, did throw for a career-high 319 yards and almost threw for 50 attempts, which was absolutely mind-blowing. Um, but Bijan's still that rock-solid. They can always fall back to Bijan. Uh, he, he's the most consistent running back in college football by far. Um, I, I really hope they figure it out, but I, I do, especially – Kansas State being at home, I just like Kansas State in this one. They're just playing; they're they're the hot team right now. I'm betting the hot team um, to to beat up on uh, Quinn Ewers and and Bijan there. <laughs> well, they're not going to beat up on them. I'll tell you that much, Roach. They're not going to be right. not like All Oklahoma right. State anyway. The, then I like the over in that one at 54, 54 and a half. Wall. I mean, I I think that's that's low. I think both of these teams can explode and and score a lot of points. So I like the over in that one. Wall. We'll just say that. There you go. DFS, baby. All right. All right. Well, last week I got a big win. You, however, unfortunately did not win. Uh, my at Arkansas minus three and a half. You had USC minus 15. Well, who's your pick this week? Nope. Well, nope. You know why I'm going to let you go first. It's going to make sense. <laughs> once okay, you go okay. first, But I want to hear what you have to say. Woj. All right. I'm taking Tennessee plus eight. I already have them 11 yes. and a half. I already, I know you, this is a big key game here. I already have them 11 and a half from last week. I still like the eight, still like the touchdown. I feel like Georgia is going to slow them down and don't get me wrong, but I just don't see the Georgia offense being able to eventually end up keep keeping up with Tennessee. I hope this game goes to overtime because that's going to be awesome. Um, which it, it very, very might, it could, it could for sure. Uh, but I do like Tennessee plus eight. Georgia's had too many close games with too many bad teams, uh, whereas Tennessee has at least played tight with Pitt in Florida. But overall, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. They won those games. Same with Georgia. This is going to be a great battle of the highest-powered offensive team and the highest-powered defensive team. But I'm taking uh, plus eight. That's just too much. Uh, Give me a touchdown, maybe a little less than a touchdown, and rethink my my stance. But plus eight, I'm taking Tennessee Wall. Woj, I had a... Oof. I, I don't know if you figured out why I wanted you to go first because we talk I about know, our pickups. figured it out. We talk about our pickups a little bit before. We don't really say exactly who we're going to do. And a lot of times, Woj will say, Oh, I'm doing this instead. So I want to make sure that he was doing Tennessee here because he mentioned that that number one team, offensive team in the nation, is going against that number one defensive team in the nation. That's what you said, Woj, right? And I agree with that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem is you got the, the number two offense in the nation going against the number 78 defense in the nation. So for me, Woj, Georgia <laughs> minus eight, baby. Heads up, college football rundown pick them. Have we ever had one of these before? Uh, I don't think that. I think this could be the very first. It could be. I don't know what I'm going to do. I normally put money on your picks. You're the hot hand. What kind of an idiot would go against you? You're here these <laughs> days, Woj. I am. I'll tell you what I am. I put my money where my mouth is. I mean, we'll be putting a little action. We won't, we won't say how much on the air. I'll let you make the decision how much 
but we'll go heads up on this. You know, I'm putting in the books. I already got a little bit money in there. It's it's rivalry week, Woj. Rivalry week between me and you. <laughs> say it one more time, Wa. I need to hear it. Rivalry, rivalry week. week. And also, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is what I want to say too, Woj. I was playing Purdue. So I don't know if, well, you know this, but my household has been, we had to uh, bolt down I, the chairs last week. You know, we had to bolt down the tables. Iowa <laughs> Purdue game. My wife actually, she took her car in. There was a problem with the brake lines yesterday. She took her car and she didn't put two and two together yet, but we got Iowa Purdue. So our house has been pretty nuts. Let me tell you, the rundown's going to get nuts. Georgia plus eight or minus eight, Tennessee plus eight. Oh, this is great, Woj. I love it. Yeah. Another game I'm taking wall. I'm not, this isn't for the pick them, pick them's Tennessee, but I like Clemson. Uh, I like yeah. Clemson over Notre Dame. That's uh that's a four, a minus four for Clemson. Thanks to our sports betting Intel. I can, uh, I can see all those lines, get all that information. Um, if you uh, want to sign up on the website, definitely use code rundown. That'll help us out and help you out, get a free introductory explanation of how everything works in the website and how everything goes down. But uh, I do like Clemson. Uh, this week as well, but I, I'm excited. I'm pumped for this game. This is going to be a great game to watch. Not only is the Wojan Wall pick them fully in this game, it's it feels like a playoff game to me, and and really it's going to ruin Tennessee's chances or Georgia's chances at getting into the college football playoff if they end up losing. Uh, but it, it, exciting, excited for the weekend, exciting for the bet wall. Let's go, Woj. Bring it, baby. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>